Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, September the 13th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And uh, we're definitely off to a happy start. Of course, we try to do that every day, don't we? We always want to get you guys into a happy start, too. That's why we keep encouraging you to get your daily dose of happy. But we're, at a, we're off to a particularly happy start this morning because, Joel, you and I, just before the show, were talking about how the numbers are definitely up. In fact, over the last oh, about a week, 10 days or so, we've been averaging close to 500 plays per day. And for individual shows, we're over 200 for our first show, reaching over 200 plays within a, a space of about a week. So, I mean, things are really, really looking up for the podcast. That is, and I, it excites me to uh, just because, not just not just for an ego-based excitement of, of, wow, we're doing great, but the fact that the original mission that uh, you started and I came on board sort of shortly after you starting it with, you know, the, the idea of taking this message out and, and, and reaching as many people and as we can, because it's such a, um, this is one of those messages that actually, or the, one of the concepts that if we, part of our program or part of our uh, law of attraction experience is giving this concept to other people. I mean, that's how we exchange that energy vibration. And that's, that's pretty cool. It uh, is. The fact that we get so many people now are listening. You know, that's that's really good. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that separates us from other Law of Attraction podcasts, because there are a lot of them out there, and a lot of them are trying to do kind of the same thing we're trying to do, get the word out. But I think one of the, one of the things that really separates ours from theirs is we have been able to successfully develop an entertaining um, excitement level, an enthusiasm level, that uh, it's kind of hard for others perhaps to match. And... I think that's part of the reason we're getting the increases in numbers. More and more people are subscribing because, well, first of all, they know they're going to get lots of doses of happy, which is always helpful to everybody. But secondly, they they just know it's a it's a feel good show. It's a show where you end up feeling good when you're done. And heck, who doesn't need that, right? And that's exactly right, Walt. We have we have so many uh, um, so many different opinions or views uh, and sort of the nuances of the law of attraction and and the fact that we can relate. So many people are relating to the different hosts, and not everybody may relate to everyone. But the fact that we have that unique uh, diversity that I love. Uh, when we're discussing the law of attraction and, and one of the, the shows that I would love to do once I was thinking about this the other day, I, I don't know how you moderate it because we all talk so much, but uh, <laughs> the idea of having a, a an hour forum, you know, where we, we could di- discuss or for lack of a better term, maybe debate some of the more controversial points or the more, or the different viewpoints, but regardless the concept of reaching out for happy, uh, we're, we're hitting, we're, we're getting out, to people and bringing that message and and that does excite me as well so sort of a panel discussion idea that's an idea that's something we should ought to, we ought to consider that at some point i'm not quite sure how to implement it but yeah. you know i guess basically you have to kind of set up a i don't know some sort of parade okay you're going to speak first and you're going to speak second because <laughs> otherwise you're right it'd be kind of chaotic after a while <laughs> oh can you, can you imagine me with playing well with others in that forum, <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> no, you're not that bad at all. 
<laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I, I have great respect for our co-host, and I, I certainly would be honored if we ever just could figure out how to do that. So that's yeah. really good. Really yeah. good. That's something worth considering for sure. Um, as usual, when I was digging around for a topic, I was going to your Facebook feed because you're posting all this cool stuff all the time. And today I actually found two of your posts that you put up, I think, yesterday. And, and the two combined together, in my mind, to create a topic. Um, the topic basically... Uh, being in a nutshell, you know, how do you become successful using the law of attraction? And the the two posts that I saw, the, the first one said, this one I really love, we do not see things as they are, we see things as we are, which I think really nails it. And the second one said, if you want something you've never had, then you've got to do something you've never done. And it seemed to me that like the combination of those two ideas is how you succeed with the law of attraction. I mean, is that the way you saw it when you were posting those? Yeah, that that that's how it, it looks to me. The the idea that you know the law of attraction. One of one of my uh, uh, concepts in a book that I'm in the process. One of the many books I have on that I'm writing right now uh, <laughs> is is the law of perspective. The concept of superpower or superpower as humans is perspective. So. Seeing things as we are is such a key from the the lens that you view the world through is really dictated by how you are. If if you look at something with a bias or a prejudice or a a, a preconceived thought, and you're you're automatically going to see that you 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 know what here's here's an example for me that, that the other day I one of my uh, I I. I Historically, don't do not like going into Walmart. Uh, I, I always get frustrated <laughs> with the the lack of customer service, or, or you know, I, I want to pay for something, and there you can be there thirty five, forty five minutes in line. Sometimes they, you know, they have sure they have fifty registers, but they have two people manning them, and, uh, <laughs> and, and so I, 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 I get frustrated with the concept when I'm there. However, I you know. I, Walmart has that unique ability to, you could get uh, dog food, uh, vitamins and a prescription filled and get some oil for your car. All at right. the same, there's not many places you can get all that stuff. So Walmart has some advantage. So one of the things that I adapted myself to is I said, look, I, I had to go in Walmart and I, I'm, I do not want to go in anticipating a bad time. I really don't because it, 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 that I get to choose how I view the trip. Well, one of the things I do love about my, I love life. I, I enjoy looking and observing human life and human behavior. I, I, everybody's on their own individual journey. And, you know, I, I watch people interact and I don't do it in a judgmental way. I'm just fascinated by, the, you know, the concept that everybody that I encounter has their own complete history and story and have a actually a book or a novel inside of them just mm. their history of their life yeah and so I, I i i respect that in everyone so one of the things i do in walmart is now i've, I've reassigned there's such a fascinating diversity in walmart it, it really is i mean that it sounds facetious when i say it but i don't mean it i really just such a a different group of people coming to one place is is fascinating so when I go through Walmart, I, I, I now say, look, I, I, my job in Walmart, I smile at everyone. I, I, I'm trying to exude positive thought. And, and so I'm viewing Walmart now as sort of an adventure. It's fun. And, and, and when, when you see the, 
see what other people are going from, not from a judgmental standpoint, but just try to say, wow, I can imagine that person's story, or this is a, seems like a really resilient person here, and you, you, you look at it that way. So I, I've, I've changed my view of Walmart by changing how I'm looking at Walmart. Walmart, to me, is, is a chance to go just see really stuff that I wouldn't normally get to see. My environment doesn't include a lot of that often. And so I, I've reassigned that. So we get to get up every day. And whether you realize it or not, how you see things is the huge answer here because we get to see things through the lens we choose. And we choose that lens by how we're, we're feeling about ourselves and our life. That's huge. That's the first part of what you were saying with the thing. And then when you take that to the next step, if we keep behaving the exact same way we've always behaved, the only result from just the basic most standpoint in life is the same results we've been getting. So the fascinating human behavior to me with this is I have to do something different to get something different. And we talked a few weeks ago about the concept of homeostasis. Well, you're really fighting against the body or the mind's desire to not change. Change is uncomfortable. The body's place to let's just stay safe is what you're seeking. So if you really want something, you got to go do it. So go go to do something differently to do it. And that's where most people get stuck. I don't know if you agree with that, Walt. That's where most people have a hard time with just doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're actually we're very good at getting stuck in a lot of ways. So I'm not sure if I want to limit it down to one thing, but uh, I, I certainly think that's a valid one because it's a it's one that a lot of people get stuck on. Um, I, I just know from my own life, if there's a way to get stuck, I'll find it. <laughs> I'm really good at it. <laughs> and right, really, the right. challenge for me is, you know, can, can I take all these different ways that I've learned to be stuck and find a way to unstuck each one of them? If I could do that, that's my victory. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that's the. Uh, th- th- this is, this is your knowledge in that, and I've I've had great admiration in watching you, you know, with with uh, you, you, your own personal journey, because I think that this, I think why this reflected or why this hit home with you, is this is what you did. You wanted, you kept finding yourself in that same. I keep getting the same results. And I have to behave or do something differently. So you had to step way out of your comfort zone to get unstuck. And it, it has proven to be very successful for you. You've been, in a lot of ways, you're, you're a lot different person than when you started that journey. And yeah. I get to see it. I have a front row seat to see that change in a very positive way. Yeah. And, and the, the interesting thing is it never stops being uncomfortable. <laughs> right? You think the first few times that you try it, okay, you got the real big discomfort out of the way. You're used to stepping out of the box. But but even now, right. I mean, I've been doing some very definite work, both energetically and, you know, physically, to help build up the podcast so that we're getting more and more listeners. And some of the things I've been getting myself to do were stuff that were really way outside my comfort zone. Now, with all my practice getting outside my comfort zone, did it feel any easier? No, not really. It felt about as hard as it always did. But at least now it's more familiar. So, okay, well, I've done it before. I can do it again. In, in that sense, it seems easier. But the actual you know, doing of it, it seems just the same. <laughs> I hate to say, but it's true. Right, right. <laughs> Now the funniest well, thing, the and, funniest and, thing and, from and, the funniest thing from my perspective, though, is that when um, when I look at what um, we as human beings do, when I look at what um, what what we as humans 
how we tend to go after this kind of thing. That's where I begin to notice the patterns that energize me. And one of the examples of that came up yesterday. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast today very quickly, but it also came up yesterday because Cindy asked me at one point, I don't remember the exact question, but the gist of it was, what do you do? What, what's your particular approach to get yourself into a place of better faith, of, of having a higher level of belief? And without even thinking about it, it just started coming out of my mouth that I, I think I do it just by getting enthusiastic. I, I discovered through doing the podcast yeah. that just by getting enthusiastic about something, even if I don't really believe it, you know, I mean, I do try to talk about only stuff I really do believe, but nevertheless, you know, there are times where we all have doubts, we all have concerns, like, okay, I'm not, am I really saying something that's true here? I, I kind of think I am, but I'm not sure, you know, when I'm in that kind of a space. That's where the enthusiasm helps. Because if I can get enthusiastic, even if I'm faking it like an actor fakes it, it the amazing thing is it builds the energy up. Just the fake enthusiasm right. builds the energy up. And when, as I build the energy up, then my confidence level grows. And as my confidence level grows, my belief level grows. And the whole thing starts to snowball until finally it gets to the point that I really wanted to be in in the first place, just through being enthusiastic. Yes. And that that is, to me, that... You have found your tuning enthusiasm is, is an emotion or a feeling you have have identified as an effective tool. Yeah. So that's sort of the law of attraction. It, it, by by saying, okay, let me step back and say, I now realize this is it. I, I've identified it, so I now have the power to get myself in an enthusiastic feeling, and then you're then automatically the rest of the stuff happens, and and that's that's the that's the thing that drives this wall is, is you have that in you and you've identified it. So now you have a life tool that enthusiasm gets you rolling. It, it gets it going. And, and, and that, that's how you, you feel great about things. You get moving and, and it overrides that discomfort. It does. Yep. It does. It overrides the, it actually makes me forget about the discomfort for a short period of time. Anyway. Right. Right. And, and, and eventually, you know, the conditioning of the brain changes. I mean, that, like you said, it, it, it still isn't always comfortable or feel it, it, it's just as uncomfortable, I think, is how you word it. But as time goes on, the brain eventually accepts that as just, OK, never mind. This is this is reality <laughs> now. And, and it, it does change. Yeah. And, and that's that's such that's such an, uh, uh, a freeing experience when you realize you have that choice to change uh, and it, it just. Put yourself in in that sort of that line of fire of change where you can I can just do this without it becomes second nature. It's like the first time um, I was in a uh, giving a, a public speech or I've never feared speaking in public. It's not something that I've ever really focused on. Uh, but I was I was giving a talk to uh, a group. I think it was about 250, 300 people. And first time I was ever in front of, of that many, I've, I've always given talks to like when, when I'm doing uh, lectures to either you know, maybe at 50 people at most. And mm -hmm. it, it's really the same thing. But when you when you, I looked out behind the curtain and you see 300 people in this auditorium, you're like, wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wasn't nervous until somebody asked me, are you nervous? <laughs> and I'm thinking. Huh, well, maybe I am now. I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't put that in my wheelhouse until I, until you mentioned it. Thank you. Thank you so uh, much for that. Right? It, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. But but I realized that that you know whether I'm speaking to one person, you know, if I get 
if I right now, if we realize, I mean, we we have there's going to be I don't know a thousand people or two thousand people in the next year listen to this this show, and so if I think about I'm talking to a thousand people, that can have an effect. Uh, or if I realize it's just Walt and I talking, it, it's just something that that you and I are talking, mm-hmm. and so I'm in charge of how I see that, and being able to press that button for me and 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 flip that there's a have you ever heard of a concept called the Rykoff effect i've heard the name i don't know what it is though okay the Rykoff effect it basically is it's sort of a law of attraction theory and it's a russian psychologist i believe that came up with this this belief or this this really this tool that he would take people uh just average people for example that that came to him and and they were they were just folks that were uh people but they had no special skills and he would have them playing at professional concert level type in 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 a very short period of time whatever instrument they chose and it isn't by teaching them how to play the instrument what he had them do was study an expert and everything about the expert or, or the someone who is great at that and playing the role of that expert, mm. if that makes any sense, if I'm describing it. It's, it's like, for example, um, uh, uh, Tony Robbins is a great public speaker. If you're not a good public speaker and you're scared of speaking publicly, you, you're not going to be able to speak as well as Tony. Mm-hmm. However... If you could study Tony and watch his videos and, and, and mimic his behavior and, and his enthusiasm and all he brings to the table, you can mentally play the role of Tony while you're publicly speaking. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that this guy pr- has proven. He's taken people in a very, very short period of time, trained them to uh, just be someone else, just be that person you're you're going after and that that's huge that it makes that effect and these people become very proficient at whatever they choose to do by mimicking the person who is an expert at it that's interesting and that that is yeah it really is and, and there's a there's a whole course online of course they want like 150 dollars for it <laughs> um you know for you to take it but but it is basically that where you can mentally play the role it's almost like acting um, you know, there, there's, there's certain actors that I've always, uh, I'm trying to think of, of, of great, you know, Tom Hanks, for example, comes to mind. Okay. Tom Hanks has the ability to play about any role. And then he just, you believe it. You just believe that's him. I oh, mean, yeah. it's like, wow, he, he's such a good actor that you can't imagine anybody else playing that role. Right. And, and he nails it each time, no matter how they He's so great at that. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's sort of that same concept. And we, we do that on a different level. If that makes any sense as I'm saying it, I'm, it's very confusing when I say it out loud, but my mind said it properly, at least. So that helps. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. Well, actually, when you were talking about a um, how, how he, apparently this guy was doing it with, with musicians, I, the first thought that came to my mind is if I wanted to do that same thing, if I wanted to mimic some famous musician in order to get myself to the next level, I'd pick Marvin Hamlish. And the reason I'd pick Marvin Hamlish, we, Louise and I recently saw a, a bio. A, biopic on him um he first of all loved what he did but more importantly he 
was a prodigy from an early age, and he actually got into Juilliard at age six, which is astonishing all by itself. But he what? also discovered really early, by like nine or ten, that he was not going to be the next Horowitz. He was not going to be the next famous classical pianist because he hated it. He didn't want to do that. He wanted to play Broadway tunes. He wanted to play popular music. He had no interest in being a classical pianist all the time. And his father convinced him, well, go to Juilliard and learn how to be the best pianist and then use that in your career, which is exactly what he did. Wow. And the, the net result that came out of it was he was one of the most amazing composers that ever existed because he could sit down with somebody like the way he, he did Chorus Line, right? Which is, of course, one of the, the big revival, uh, the Broadway revival piece. When, when, uh, the, when a chorus line came out in 1975, Broadway in New York was in shambles. I mean, it was it was in total disrepair. There was it was like sex shops everywhere, crime, violence, all kinds of stuff was was going on. It was just really, really bad. And that one off Broadway, it started off Broadway. That one off Broadway show revitalized Broadway, and then. You know, shortly after that, we had Cats and we had Phantom of the Opera and you know all these others that that emerged in the aftermath of it. But it was a chorus line that started, and Hamlish wrote the music for a chorus line. Well, what he did with a chorus line is they they had been working on this project for some time, and the guy who was running it, Michael Bennett, brought him in because they needed they knew they needed a musical score, and they were having trouble making the whole thing work together. They 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 had ideas, but they didn't have a, a common theme that was really working. And so Hamish comes in and he's talking, he's working with them and trying to figure stuff out. And it finally occurred to him that he understood finally what the real story was. It was about dancers who are constantly auditioning for roles, bit parts in chorus lines, just trying to get work, just trying to survive. Because when you're a no-name actor, survival is like the hardest part of all. So he ended up, they ended up doing interviews with all the different people who were um, the players in the cast and asked them about their backgrounds and wrote a chorus line based on that. Well, Hamlish took his amazing ability with music and literally he would sit at the piano talking to each one of the actors. And as the actor told the story, Hamlish would turn it into music. He would play it as they were telling the story. And I, I, wow. I think about that and I say, whoa. What an amazing ability. It's like one person described it as the idea would go into his head and it would come out his fingers. Well, yeah. how did he yeah. do that? And he that... did that He did that because he learned how to be a classical pianist and then he translated it over to Broadway. Well, if you want to mimic somebody, yeah. there's somebody to yeah. mimic. And that, it, it's stuff, it, that is fascinating to me. And, and that, just like you're saying, that idea that we have within us the the sort of innate ability to to choose how we're seeing things by what we're it when you have like you're you're describing with enthusiasm this man you 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 could this Rykoff effect theory if you truly were to take that to the next level and really study everything about this guy and really you, you could in a sense become him and, and and it really it is a it is a wonderful tool that I've used with pe other people who are going to be doing public speaking, minimally just saying, picture someone who's a great public speaker, watch them speak, and then be comfortable standing up there speaking as that person. And it, it's, it, there's less pressure when you're playing the role of someone else in your mind than it being you. 
And that's, that's just one of many life hacks, as I call them, that you can <laughs> do with this concept. But that's what I love about, about the law of attraction. The law of attraction is responding, or it gives us this, this, this ability to look at things from just a, a really good way of looking. You know, we're in charge of that. You get to see it as you see it. And, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. And, and that, that's, that's one of the, that's sort of my wheelhouse in life where, I'd like to see how all this operates. And, and so those two particular posts that you're talking about are um, really, really good, really good. And, and they do combine together. And, I, and you're the only one that has picked up uh, uh, th- this, this idea of that I, that I did that, those two posts together because they're synergistic, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you're right. That's not something that the average person might notice. But to me, it just like jumped off the page, especially when I saw the second one after reading the first one. I mean, the second one talking about you want to have something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Uh, well, that's a topic you and I have hit on a number of times. Um, and a lot of it had to do with your own life story, what you went through, you know, going through your, your really dark times and how you climbed out to your really bright times. You did a whole bunch of stuff you'd never done before. And it was a bit of a challenge, I'm sure, because you were going through some stuff that uh, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. But nevertheless, you turned them into situations where you decide, you know what? I may have never done this before, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you did. Well, and yeah, and you get up in one of the basics and and when I'm working with with clients face to face is I I often will start with uh, the concept of. Okay, your life's a train wreck. You're here. Let's 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 just start there. I mean, it's the, you're going to have to act as if right now that you that it's not. We're going to have to start programming you to st- forget fixing anything. I got to change your perspective before we can even begin. Mm. Then things will start to get fixed. People want an answer to the problem, and you know, I, I work with a lot of people who have been through some incredibly difficult financial times, and they're mm. often inundated with credit card debt. Uh, they, they have tons of stuff going on that are just, it's killing them. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, so they, they will, I tell them I'll be glad to help them with that. And their assumption is we are going to start on the debt. Or we're going to work on you know, raising their credit score. We're going to work on all these things. And now those are all factors that we will get to. But step one is their brain, their mind, how they're viewing the situation. Because you can't get out of a situation if you keep viewing it from the same perspective that got you there. And, and that, that's getting them to that point of understanding that is when, when you know, I, I'll have people come in with all these papers and all this financial stuff. And, and they're like, okay, well, let's get started. I go, we don't need any of that today. <laughs> what we need is to get you to start seeing this in a different way. And, and it, it, at first they don't understand. But once I get them to see it a different way, it changes everything, then the rest of the things float. And, and that's, that's everything in life. That's when you get up, when you, when you are taking action that's matching what you're wanting, you're, you're willing to do something different. Uh, you're, you're willing to say, this traditionally isn't what I like to do. Um, for years, because of my ADD, I, I, I always battled with education. And, and I, I was always a bright guy, but I never I didn't enjoy studying. Mm-hmm. Well, I forced myself to be uncomfortable because obviously I had to get you know degrees and, and trainings and all these things to do what I wanted to do. Well, 
the pendulum now has swung. I'm always in a class. I'm always pursuing <laughs> multiple. I love that. I, you know, I, I just am, am, I love learning. I love the concept of it. I figured out how to do it. it it's no longer something I don't like. And it's like, it's something that, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, what am I doing now? What's next? I love that kind of thing. I, I complete, and I love finding programs that, that allow me to work at my own pace because I, I just, I, it, it's, I'm just, I, I dive into it. I just keep going. And it's, it, it really is exciting to me. Most people would go, Oh my God, that's a horrible horrible torture you're going through and I'm, I'm i'm viewing as i love it so that's that i get to see it as i'm as i am mm. and that's 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 a gift that's a huge gift that our audience can take oh yeah well and also you kind of take you take it to the next level uh because like for instance you were just talking about how early on you hated studying you didn't like it at all and you've turned it around over time to the point where now you love it. It's just it's it's one of your it's almost like it's a hobby for you that that you enjoy it so it much. And and what that means is you changed your not only perspective, which of course was the starting point you had to start there, but then you also changed how you talk to yourself. And that of course ties into the post you added today to Facebook, which says, "Be careful how you are talking to yourself because you are listening." Well, you. You yeah. actually flipped that into the positive. You said, hey, I'm listening. I'm going to talk to myself in a way that's going to help support me to right. make these changes about how I feel about studying. That inner dialogue, and we talk about that term often, and, and, and it, it is, at least from my view of the law of attraction, is sort of the beginning of all this. And that inner dialogue, it changes. It is driven by your, your subconscious. You don't realize that. But it, it's it's when you're anticipating the negatives. When it's when you're well, this happened. Of course, this happened. You know, one of the things that's happening with us, if you're listening to us live, and and hopefully by the time this is passed, no, there will be no real damage, or, or certainly going to be damage, but no no really anybody being injured. But we're Hurricane Florence was bearing down, is bearing down on on the east coast of the United States as we're speaking. Well, in the earlier part of the forecast. It was headed to us, and we were, you know, on Tuesday, our local school district decided, yep, it's, it, we're, we're closing on Friday. We're, 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 we're shutting down on Tuesday. Well, I'm all about student safety, and I certainly want, don't want any buses on the road uh, if there's high winds, but deciding on Tuesday to close on Friday was probably a bit premature mm. since the storm has tracked quite a bit south. And we went from this estimated heavy winds and 17 inches of rain to, yes, we have a, a, a 60% chance of two inches of rain on, on Friday. <laughs> so now we have the schools closed uh, because it was, again, and, and, and it's how you choose to look at it. It's how we, do, do I look at that and say, you know, certainly it's an ominous forecast, but why don't we just wait a little bit to see where it's going? Or just dive headfirst into it either way, uh, but but not making a decision or pulling the trigger. In and that that little example in life is you get to program how you're going to look at something. I'm going to look at something and say most people get something that's a problem, so they automatically get into defensive mode and they start saying I have a problem here. Or if you start saying where is the opportunity within this this illusion of a problem. It's the same way to look at it, but there's an opportunity there. There's always an opportunity behind any challenge. In my belief, when you find the opportunity, you get going. When you lose a job, it is it is very hard 
a lot of people, it's, it's sad. It's, you have to grieve it almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's a new door open. There's there when people, you know, when industries are shut down, you used to do a lot of web work. And, you know, in the beginning, it, it, you could go build websites. There's a big demand. Well, right now, you know, all you need to do is find a 12 year old who can type <laughs> fast and he can make you a website. Pretty I mean, much, for, yeah. for, you know, for, yeah, pretty much for a, a, a Xbox gift card, you know, right, right. like it, it, it's really easy to get right now because it's such a, a so, so that, that idea, how you're looking at that is like, I lost everything or, or where's the opportunity now in mm-hmm. this? And, and all of it is, it's just a perspective. And that's the beauty of this. We're in charge. No one else. There's no entity or we're in charge of how we feel and think. And when you choose to view it, when I choose to go into Walmart as an exciting adventure to see the very diverse people in Walmart, I now enjoy the concept of Walmart. I really do. And, and if I'm frustrated because, you know, there's there's one cashier who is a trainee and doesn't know how to do anything, and there's only one cashier for the 900 people in the store. <laughs> I just smile and laugh at that concept. It's like Amazon is slowly killing you, and you don't know why. <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 you you get to see that evolve. And and uh, I remember years ago when I went into uh, in Florida, there was a Kmart used to be a, a pretty big brand. Oh yeah. And I remember when you know Kmart was uh, you know a on near my little island in Florida, it was right there and really good store. But as, as Walmart was up the road and sort of growing and growing and getting bigger, I can remember Kmart just sort of being left by the wayside. You know, the Walmart parking lot is full and Kmart had like four cars and that you can see that transformation going. And then at one point everybody's like, well, Walmart, Walmart is taking over. No one could ever compete with Walmart. (laughs) And now you're looking at Amazon going, (laughs) yeah, what, watch, you know, hold my beer, so to speak. Watch right, what Amazon's right. about to do to Walmart. Right. And you're seeing that, and somewhere along the way, there's another company that's going to come along and, and out Amazon, Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's you know, and you you get to see the evolution of all this stuff, and it, and we have that version inside of us. Instead of these defeats, these are things pushing us in the right direction. If they they're either they're either defeating events. Or there are events that are moving us to that next level, and mm-hmm. we get to choose how we view those. That's what it's all about, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, you were talking about Hurricane Florence uh, a couple moments ago, and we actually did, uh, Wendy Dillard and I actually did a show Tuesday afternoon um, with the express intent of using our perspective in order to actually shift the hurricane. And we ended up calling the show Tropical Vacation Florence as a way of illustrating that we're trying to completely shift our mindset away from anything having to do with a hurricane and just imagine pretending time, right? Like like being a child and just pretending, just imagining that the whole thing turns into a prop- tropical vacation and, and imagining people, you know, being out in the warm sun and enjoying all that kind of thing, which sounds crazy. It just plain sounds crazy. Why would you even do such a thing? Why would you even think such a thing? Well, the answer that I give is, I've done that before, and I've actually influenced, believe it or not, I've influenced hurricanes before, hurricanes that were coming right at me. And and the evidence of, of the fact that I know that it works is you experienced it too. I mean, here we had this hurricane that was coming right at Virginia, and it changed track. The, the same hurricane was supposed to build up to a Category 5 storm, an absolute calamitous storm. They're now saying it's going to be Category 1 when it hits the coast. You know, it, right. the whole thing shifted. Right. 
Now, what shifted that? We could all debate about what that is. I really believe that it's like what Cindy Chavez says, energy entrains unto itself. And the more energy that we build around the idea that the weather is going to be good, then the more the, the hurricane aligns and entrains itself to that thought process. Now, we do have a whole lot of people who are particularly weather forecasters saying there's a Category 5 storm coming at us. It's going to produce $60 billion worth of damage. You get a lot of that going on. So obviously, there's a whole lot of, of competing thought, shall we say, <laughs> competing uh, yeah. fear, competing uh, excitement levels, if you will. Um, and, and certainly, that also entrains unto itself, too. But I also know... No matter what that circumstance is, no matter how bad it is, no matter what's going on around you, you can still influence it to your own benefit just by changing your own perspective. I've experienced that. I, I remember one time while I was yeah. living in Virginia, and you know, we lived, you and I lived about an hour apart. We never met. I never understood why, but we lived an hour apart. Anyway, <laughs> I was living in Warrington at the time. Louise and I were, and there was a microburst storm. You know what a microburst is? It's kind of like a semi-hurricane, semi-tornado thing that kind of flies through. Well, there was come, one coming right at our house. I was watching it on AccuWeather. On, you know, they have the radar map, and it was coming right at us. Right. And, I, and I knew that this was not a good thing. So I said to Louise, hey, we got to do our thing. And she says, what do you mean? I said, there's a big storm coming at us right now. We got to start envisioning really beautiful weather. So we did. We just started envisioning just kind of like I just described about, you know, tropical vacation Florence. Uh, as crazy as it sounded, I started envisioning blue skies and sun and all this kind of stuff. And after we'd done that for a few minutes together, I went outside because literally I knew the storm was like within two or three minutes of our house. And I went outside to see what would happen. And I swear to God, Joel, the storm went around us. It went completely, I could see the trees in all directions around us, waving in the, in, in the wind and so forth. And it was still right over our house. And after the storm had passed, she and I went out to look at the neighborhood. And within like, you know, a block in all direction, our neighborhood was fine. And you get beyond that, and it was like a bomb had gone off. It's amazing. I mean, and so, I mean, I know for a fact that we can influence a storm. Now, can I influence it for all of the millions of people who are being, uh, you know, hit with Hurricane Florence? Obviously, I can't. Everybody has their own ability to influence. And if they're all focusing on the negative, well, you know, that's going to happen, you know. But sure. even in the midst of a catastrophe, we can influence for ourselves. And that's the, the real cool part. Right. Well, and, and, and Mike Dooley touches on that in, in one of his books. I think it was Playing the Matrix, where... Uh, you, you know, we can bring this about, but at the same time, you can bring, you have millions of people manifesting their own reality. And, exactly. you know, the, the, the weather channel, uh, or CNN or Fox or any, any, any weather outlet or news outlet, we talked about this before looking at it from the news perspective, they do much better ratings with there's catastrophic events out there. Uh, of course. So, you know, th this being the worst hurricane is going to hit a category five and, and there could be 15 feet of water in downtown Raleigh or something along those lines. Right. You know? And then, yeah. and you, you it, it, then, then everybody, everybody, you know, one of my clients the other day on, on Monday, he, he sits, he has he, he very unique situation. He has nothing to do his own choice. And he sits around all day and watches the news. And so he awfulizes everything. Ugh. And so he calls, he says, he, he says, it's one of the saddest existence I know. Cause he's just, he's and his family helps him out. He said, will you call my mother and ask her to get me a generator? 
And I said, no, I won't. And I go, what? <laughs> well, that's random. And he says, well, I, I, the storm's coming, and we're going to be without electricity for six to eight days. Mm. And I said, really, we are? And he said, yes. And I, said, I don't know if I can stand that. And I go, well, I said, uh, you will not be the only one if that is the case, and we'll deal with that when it comes. But you're, you're basing this, you're sitting home watching the news, you're going to bring about misery because all they're talking about is, and again, I'm about safety. It, it's the same thing. If you're, if you're in the path right now, listening live of a category five hurricane, please leave. Don't. Yeah. Don't, I mean, this isn't silly. about being please, superhuman. Please yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not about that. Don't stand there and say, well, Walt said I could just park no. this storm as this. Uh, that's not what Walt said. What we're, what we are saying is don't sit there and wallow in all this programming of negative. The Weather Channel, if you look at their ratings, the Weather Channel, nobody watches, the, very few people watch the Weather Channel when there's no hurricane, but their ratings skyrocket when there is. And they, yes. they have all this great technology and all this stuff, and, and they have people standing out there with a wave, like you need to report from, yes, we there's 190 mile an hour winds and I'm being hit with water, but I need to be here to point that out to you. No, no, you really don't. Buddy. I, I'll take your words for it. We, we, we don't need you standing there. One day, live on TV, something really bad is going to happen. They're going to quit doing that. And uh, uh, it, 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 it literally is silly. But again, it, it gets viewers. When we talked about this before, when someone's house burns down locally and the local news is there, and they're, they're, they, wanna, they want someone crying, and you know, they want all these things to take place because it sells. People turn on the news to watch that. Um, people, if everybody, you know, I, I'm, I'm laughing because growing up in Florida, you hear, you hear people in California talk about, we don't get out of bed for a category for her, uh, earthquake. You know, we, 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 you know, we don't, we don't get out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, well in Florida, you know, category one hurricane is basically a, a afternoon thunderstorm. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, uh, I, I, I'm like, you know, we, Native Floridians are like, oh, it's category one. Don't worry about it. You know, it, it's it's no, no no big deal. Well, but we start paying attention when it gets me up. You know, two to three. That's when you start really looking at it. Right. And and it's it, again, it's how you're choosing to to view things. Our world is that's all it is. You know, the the it, and and then the wrapping. I don't want to get stuck on that one topic because the the second part, which they are synergetic in their their work, is being willing to do something different because I'm going to, I have a really hard time because I'm programmed with all this thought patterns and I change that by redoing my thought patterns. And then that really challenges you. If, if you have your belief set and are not open to the concept of something new, you have limited yourself to a very narrow perspective and the result of that is a very negative, you know, being open to all ideas is important. You don't have to agree with everyone, like you're saying, but being open to those ideas or at least hearing them and allowing new thought to come into your brain. It's, it is what changes. It is why our brain has the ability to, to rapidly adapt and to, to really take on whatever challenges we have. But when you believe a certain way, and you can't respond any differently, then you're stuck with that programming you already have in place. 
And I really want to also reinforce what you said, because I mentioned, and it's true, I have a lot of history influencing hurricanes, but here's what I do not do. What I do not do is do what the weather forecasters do and go down to the beach where the, the hurricane is coming in point blank and hold up my hands and say, stop hurricane. And with the force of my will, stop the hurricane. <laughs> that is not what I do ever. I don't even come close to that. I mean, if I, if, with that microburst coming through, if I had had any reason to believe that microburst was actually going to be a serious threat to me or to my wife or to both of us or our cats or whatever, I would not have just gone out onto the lawn like that. I would have gotten into the car and started driving in the opposite direction <laughs> as fast as I possibly could have. Because it isn't, here, here's the thing. If it, it, even the approach doesn't make sense. If, if you're trying to influence a hurricane, the last thing you want to do is to put yourself in a place where all you can see is a hurricane. That defeats the whole purpose. The whole purpose is to change yeah. the mindset. And, and, and basically going out to face a hurricane is making it as difficult as possible for you to imagine what it is you want to be instead. So you've just made your task about five million times more difficult. That's, I'm exactly. sorry, that's just plain stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> you and, just and, don't and, do and, it that and, way. And, and, well, and the, the empowering piece, the message that you deliver with this and the, the message that people you, you know, I, that we are shooting for every day and we, the roundabout way to get there is you and you alone are in charge of your world exactly. and your perspective and how you choose. That's and that's, the that's the beauty of it. it. You know, when I'm taking, you know, a class online and I'm really into it, I'm really, I'm really in, enjoying it. I'm talking to professors, asking all these questions and I, I'm really trying to get all their knowledge that it, that I love that. That's my hobby now. Yes. Fifteen years ago, Walt, that was my hell, and I've reprogrammed my brain to a place that's different. I mean, I just and that's you what know, I'm trying I just, to do. I, I basically, yes, I, I got. I'm, I'm one of the things I just completed was a, a degree in hypnotherapy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm allowed to pace it as fast as I want to go. And I, I just did it really at the fastest pace you possibly could do it at. Uh, and I ended up with a 97 average wow. on, on doing it. And Congratulations. They called me and they're like, well, thank you. And, it, it, you know, and, and the, the, the director of the school called us. Wow. I mean, this is really <laughs> unusual. And, and, uh, uh, and, and I said, well, thank you. And, and I said, but I'm, I'm just passionate about that. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what my next thing's going to be. Uh, it, it, I just love learning. Stuff. It, it it it's not even about furthering my career at this point. I, I I I'm in a great place in my career, but it's just stuff I love to do. The the more I can offer, the more I can change my perspective. It's just exciting to me. So I view learning as excitement now. When as I said before, it was my health. When you wake up today, like you have woken up, uh, and, and said, "I'm going to take action. I'm not going to overthink things. I'm not going to overplan things. I want to be willing to step out of this box. I want to feel weird doing it, but I'm just going to do it." And it, it's proven to be successful. Still feels weird, oh, very. but it's it's it it feels it it is working. And you can say, while it does still feel weird, I see the results of of it, and I want to continue doing that. And not only am I trying to take action, I'm trying to take what they call inspired action, and and that's where the weirdest part happens because the basic idea with inspired action is you go with the very very first impulse that comes to you no matter how weird it is, no matter how crazy it is. 
and, and that's not easy for a logical thinker like me because I am generally a very logical person. I like to be very methodical in the way that I work things out. So just going with the first thought that comes to me is like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do that. But I've been doing it, and it does pay off. I mean, I can't say it always works, but it works a lot more consistently than I would have thought it would. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I, I do believe that you, you, in, in a bizarre way, uh, you do have that ability to make it always work again. What works and what doesn't work is a perspective because some things that don't work well, actually yeah. take you to that next step. <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 and that's the way to look at it. If, if you get stuck on one outcome, and that's an entirely different show, but <laughs> you, you limit the law of attraction. It, but the law of attraction has the ability to send you in one direction, not because that direction makes sense. Why did I go there? But it also has the ability to say, now that we're here, here's what's supposed to happen. Here's what you really were attracting. Mm. And, and a lot of people miss that. That's exciting, though. But a lot of people miss it. Yeah, because, well, it, I'm not sure what your reason for saying that it's exciting. I guess from my perspective, the excitement is in the recognition that there's a whole lot of, of interesting learning to be done. There's a whole lot of interesting experiences to come out of that. It's just going to be a question of how they decide yeah. to receive it, but it, it's still going to be there. Absolutely. And, and, and that's my point. It, 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 I, I, all the, my journey that has some very, very dark, difficult moments but with the exception of one event in my life, and that's the passing of my son, everything else that happened to me was ended up being, wow, that's a good thing. Mm. And, and, and as horrible as some of those events were, eating out of a trash can, going to jail, being homeless, uh, doesn't sound like a top 10 list of things. Not really, do, no. <laughs> but it does. Not really, no. But, but each one led me to another place. And I'm sincerely, without without any hyperbole here, I am sincerely grateful for each of those events. It literally gave me the most incredible life that I could ever have dreamed possible because they were part of the journey that led me there. I, I'm, and a lot of it is I just chose to see it that way. I'm not saying they were all pre-programmed or whatever. I'm just simply saying I decided to choose to look at all that differently. And you went through a lot of discomfort in order to get there because you had to do a lot of shifting. You had to do a lot of climbing out of your comfort zone. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of comfort zone left in some cases, but uh, in almost every exactly. case, you had to do something that was you know, way beyond what you thought you could do, even if it was something as simple as doing homework and learning to study something. Yes. And that, and, and that, that, that again, that learning to be that uncomfortable person in that change and then almost not being, this is going to be hard to get out because I'm always told, not being comfortable by being comfortable anymore. I don't find comfort in comfort anymore. I find comfort <laughs> in being uncomfortable. It, it propels me. Uh, it, it, I enjoy, I, I feel bored. If, if, well, this is you know, a little boring. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. well, that's uh, quite it, a place to it, be. It really it, does change. I mean, because if you're evolving over time to the point where you're out of the comfort zone so often that being in the comfort zone is uncomfortable, that's that's a major shift that you made right there. Yeah, yeah. And and, and that that's again, that's that's what drives me. That's what and, and that's what I try to in, sort of instill in my clients is all that matters is your perspective and how you're viewing it. If you're defeated and no shot and you've mm -hmm. lost everything and that's your, your narrative, 
you know, I've had a, a gentleman recently be in my office and he's in his uh, early 60s and he's at a point he's probably going to have to change careers. There's a whole lot going on. And he said, I'm having to start over in my 60s. I'm like, yeah. And I'm trying, you know, you, how do you, you know, I'm trying to point out, or you get to start over in your 60s. It, it, a lot of it depends on how you view it. it or, mm-hmm. Because if you have to start over in your 60s, it's going to be really tough. If you get to start over in your 60s, that's going to be a lot different. And it, it took him a while to catch on, but uh, he, he really gets it now and is doing very, very well and is much Good. happier than he was before all this happened. Good for him, yeah. Well, he proved that anybody can make the shift. You just have to be willing to do it. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes you have to be guided for it. I mean, that's why he came to you, to get a little guidance on how to get there, how to go about doing it. Um, but however we get there, as long as we're making – the 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 change we're not staying in the same place that that's what being stuck really is is just staying in the same place um those of us who are early practitioners of law of attraction and we we say well i'm stuck i I just can't seem to do it i can't seem to shift my mindset i can't seem to focus on what i want to focus on well that's just because we're just doing the same thing over and over again we're staying in the comfort zone and and climbing out is a little bit tricky at times especially in the early stages It, it can take a little bit to do it and then you get used to it after a while, yeah. after you've done it a few times, which you did very yeah. well. <laughs> and that, yeah, and and that and that that's sort of the message of it all. And and we we get, you know, our audience. Uh, you know, it's my hope every day that that I do this show every every Thursday when I do this show, is that one person is going to pick up on, hey, you know, wait a minute, I I, I am in charge of this. I I have really been given the keys to the most incredible power in the universe. Uh, and it's at my disposal when I learn how to use it. Mm. Now, it's at work all the time. I have, and, and most people don't use it to their benefit. But when I figure out how to use it to my benefit, the limits on my life are, are only those that I can create. And there, there are no other limits. And that, that, that is such a powerful message. Most people just are overwhelmed by that because you are you are a co-creator you're a creator of your world uh now every other everybody else's world has to be created within there but your point of it how you view it is your creation yeah that's true and and that is a big one it was a big one for me it still is i mean very often i will still look at some aspect of life and have to remind myself this thing that i think is rock solid was actually created originally through thought. And it was the thought process yes. combined with an, uh, an enthusiasm and an energy level and an excitement level, uh, you know, a positive feeling level, all that combined together to create this thing and to make this thing what it is. And that, and it's true for every single thing in my room, it's every, for every single thing I, I see outside, it's for every single person in my life, it's all created that way. And, and that, to this day, that's still mind-boggling to me. I mean, this this monitor yeah. I'm looking at, this computer monitor screen that I'm looking at right now, exists purely because somebody thought about it. Exactly, and that that's the thing that everything that I'm looking at in my my house and I'm I'm, I'm at my my desk in my office at home, uh, everything was a thought. Everything there's a light bulb on my desk, and I'm actually questioning why that light bulb's on my desk. It's <laughs> there right now. It's there right now because the light bulb exists because someone envisioned the light bulb. It, it, mm. It's 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 a major a major invention. There's also uh, you know uh, 
various things that aren't such a major invention, but they're on my desk as well. And they were all <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. And, and it, that's the beauty of what everything that we see is a thought. And I think it was, I forget who it was. And, and there, there's a quote attributed. I don't even, I don't even know his role, but somewhere along the way, I think it was a presidential candidate at some point said, they were talking about the, the patent laws back in 1920, I think. Mm. And his statement was, we can do away with patent laws because everything that has been invented has already been invented. <laughs> yeah, well, that didn't work out too well for him, did it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but his perspective is, if, if, well, we, how are we going to do better than 1920 uh, technology? You know, and, and right now, what I thought was great technology 10 years ago is like, we're just, what's going to be in 10 more years? Yeah, it's right. amazing what's out there. Yeah. And, and so that, that, that idea, but again, the, that gentleman's perspective is there's really nothing left. And <laughs> my perspective is there's really no limits. It's That's the right. opposite of that. There's no limits of what can be done because if you can conceive it or perceive it at some level, it is, actually able to happen without question without negotiation is a fact absolutely i agree with that completely hey we only have a few minutes left and i want to make sure i get a couple of messages out there first and foremost if you are not yet a subscriber of the podcast we really want you to become one and i've, I've tried to make it as easy as possible i've actually made changes to the home page of our website loatoday.net and now you can actually uh, click on the right thing depending on what kind of device you use. So if you're an iPhone or iPad or iPod user, there's actually the first thing you can click on is something that looks just like the podcast software that's installed on your operating system on your homepage. You click that, and it just takes you right to the right place where you can subscribe. So it's really, really easy. Um, the Android side, we're still trying to get that worked out. Um, it, there is a link for you to click, but it also gives you a bunch of apps to choose from, so that can be a little confusing to people. Um, so we're trying to work on ways to improve that one. Probably the best thing with an Android phone is just simply to download from the Play Store any podcast app, open it up, do a search, and in that search, look for LOA Today, and we'll pop right up, and you, you can subscribe. But whichever way you do it, please subscribe. There's a whole bunch of instructions and different ways to subscribe on the homepage at LOAToday.net. And then secondly, we also want our existing subscribers to just keep putting stuff out on social media because, Joel, we, we talked at the beginning of the show how much the numbers are picking up. It's because people are posting that they're listening. They're sharing it with other people. That It is the number one driving factor behind it. So we want to please encourage people to keep doing that because that's making all the difference in the world. So those are the two big messages. Subscribe if you have not yet subscribed. Keep listening. Keep getting your daily dose of happy coming to your smartphone every single day. And uh, once you are a subscriber, if you haven't done it already, or even if you have, just keep posting something about how you're listening to LOAToday.net. It is working in ways you cannot even imagine. And I'm so grateful that our audience is picking up on that. And they are the reason uh, for our growth because it's, it's, it's reinforcing what you and I have known for a while. I'm grateful for our audience. Me too. And in fact, I, I think our audience is the best in the world. They're wonderful people. We find that out just from talking to them. Sometimes they call in. By the way, if you want to Absolutely. call in for one of these shows, the schedule is on the homepage as well. And also a description on how to connect, how to call in or use the Zoom platform. There are a number of ways you can connect in. But we love it. You know, Call in sometime. Talk to us because we had Louie do it last week. You know what happened with Louie? Louie's going to be our co-host on Monday, uh, on Monday morning. He's going to be the new co-host. Tom's going to be doing just the Friday show now. So you never know what's going to happen, That is right? so amazing. <laughs> yeah, call in. You may, you may be co-host. You may be a co-host. Who so knows? That'd be great. <laughs> well, Joel, this has been great. I, I can't wait to talk to you again next week, but I hope you have a great week, my friend. You too, my friend. Have a good
All right, well, we'll see you all next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. 